Welcome to the new Docs in a Pod presented by WellMed. Over the next half hour, Docs in a Pod will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Tamika Perry and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. And now, here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Tamika Perry. Thanks so much for joining us today on Docs in a Pod. We every week discuss issues involving patient health from medications to physical challenges to diabetes and other issues, and we're delighted to have you with us. I'm Ron Aaron. Our co-host is Dr. Tamika Perry, and we're delighted, as always, to have Dr. Perry with us. She is an associate medical director at WellMed. She earned her undergraduate degree from Prairie View A&M University, went on to graduate from Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine. She was a National Health Service Corps scholar there. She then completed her family medicine residency at Methodist Charlton Medical Center, where she served as chief resident. Dr. Perry is board certified by the American Osteopathic Board of Family Physicians. She subsequently earned a master's in public health with an emphasis in health management and policy at the University of North Texas Health Science Center. Plus, Dr. Perry is a diplomat of the American Board of Obesity Medicine and an America Day. Today, that's a Pretty good certification to have. Dr. Perry, thanks for being with us again as our co-host. No, thank you, Ron. And, you know, all those degrees and accolades, sometimes I'm like, Ron made some of that up. That can't be me. (laughs) So, But none of that matters if the patient doesn't understand what they're supposed to take and why and how long. And I am so excited that our guest is going to tell us the importance of that. Why your medicine's important and what you need to know about it. Tara Kalis is our special guest today. She's been on before. Uh, Dr. Kalise is a nurse practitioner at Wellman at Land Lakes in Land Lakes, Florida. She earned her master's degree in nursing from the University of South Florida College of Nursing in Tampa. Earned her master's degree in business administration from the University of Dallas Graduate School of Management in Irving, Texas. And she is board certified as a nurse practitioner. I promoted you to MD, but you are a nurse practitioner. And Hey, Dr. Kalise, it is great to have you back with us. Oh, well, thank you for having me again. I really appreciate it. This is one of those topics that uh, we really need to focus on. Talk to us about uh, taking medicines, why it's important to know what you're taking and to take it as prescribed. Well, this is a very important topic because when I was looking at the issue of whether patients are regularly taking their medications, I was surprised to find out that up to a third of patients' medications are not filled or picked up at the pharmacy, and up to 50% of the ones that people do pick up are not being taken as prescribed. So this is especially important because one of the main things that can help people take their medications regularly and correctly is having a strong relationship with their provider. And so that's, that's the first thing that I really want to emphasize is unless a patient has a really strong relationship with their provider, we may not get the health outcomes that we're looking for in our patients. How does a provider know what to prescribe? Well, There's so many medicines out there. There are a lot of medications. And so the the most important thing is having our patients see us regularly so that we can screen for new conditions, monitor the conditions that patients 
have already had find you know new things that are going on and it it's very important that instead of the provider just dictating this is the plan yes for you that that we come up with a collaborative plan that the patients can agree to so that if they have questions they feel comfortable and can ask proper questions they can understand what to expect Tara and, they- and I I'm sorry, Tara. She, she's 100% right. I just wanted to chime in and say like, yay, I want to clap my hands out loud because Tara and I practice in a, in a model of a shared decision making between us and the patient. So, you know, we are governed on something called evidence-based medicine when it comes to prescribing medicines for the patient. We prescribe what's been proven to work. And depending on what the disease state is, we have certain governing doctrines that say this is what's recommended in this scenario. And it's all evidence-based. But we want to make a shared decision with the patient. Like, here's what's recommended medically. You hear the pros and cons. You tell me your thought process and I'll tell you mine. Speaking of pros and cons, before we get to that, I want to let folks know who may have just joined us. You're listening to Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron talking along with our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry with Terrace Calise, who is a nurse practitioner at Land Lakes, Florida at the WellMed Clinic there. And I think one of the mistakes I make, uh, 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 Tara, I happen to be a lawyer and I read everything. And when I read on that packaging all the ways that a little innocent looking pill can kill me, I say to myself, why am I taking this? Yes, that is that is something that comes up often with my patients. Um, people certainly do their research. They have access to a lot of information. So it's important that when I'm prescribing a new medication that I anticipate those questions, that I discuss possible side effects, what to expect, how soon they'll start noticing a difference because people will have questions no matter what. And I want them to feel comfortable that I've already addressed some of those things and that they feel comfortable coming back and saying, hey, Tara, I found this piece of information that is concerning to me, so I don't think I want to take this medication. So, And one of the things, well, Dr. Perry, I was going to jump on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The indication of side effects, by law, the manufacturers have to put everything down, even if the odds of it happening are slim and none. Right. Correct. And and that's what you, Ron, you just took the words right out of my mouth. And, you know, as a clinician, we have to look at the risk-benefit ratio of that medication for that disease state. So, you know, if a patient has a headache, but they have fulminant liver disease, I'm not going to tell them to take Tylenol, but it, it, taken properly, Tylenol is very benign. So, so, but if a patient is, you know, healthy, no liver disease, no other problems, I may recommend Tylenol for, um, as directed for a headache, and that's not going to cause liver disease in that patient. So you have to look at the risk benefit ratio and the, like you said, the odds of that side effect actually happening versus the odds of a poor outcome for what we're trying to treat. And the other concern, of course, uh, uh, Tara, is the interaction between medications, because uh, while one med may be fine, if you add a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth, they can all work against each other. That's, that's an excellent point, and we do ask that patients always 
come prepared with their bag of medications to every visit, that we have their list, that we check for interactions if we're starting something new. And we also rely on our pharmacist colleagues to help us understand how different things may interact. And people need to feel comfortable that if they're already on six medications, if I'm adding a seventh one, that it is safe to take something new because people will just stop taking something if they have any concerns. And we want people to know that we look at these things before they have that question. And it's also important that everyone brings their over-the-counter medicine, natural supplements, herbs, anything they've ordered off the internet, Amazon to the appointment. Because just because it's sold at a, a natural supplement type store does not mean it is without side effect or it may interact with your prescription drugs. How do you know all that, Dr. Perry? Because I'm smart. No, I'm just kidding. I know that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, so so we know that because technology is wonderful. One, t- Tara and I learned a lot of this in school, but two, um, we have databases. When you come in, we put those drugs into a database to see what the interaction is going to be. And that will tell you uh, whether you ought to change a med to one that's perhaps designed to do the same thing, but safer for you? Correct. Correct. That's why it's always important to bring everything you take from every other provider and stuff that you've bought on your own. And you mentioned something early on, uh, Tara, that I think is really important. Uh, Patients sometimes don't even fill a prescription. Sometimes they simply don't want to take another medicine, but they didn't want to tell you that. Other times it could be cost. They can't afford it. Yes, that that that's important to, when we're starting something new. Oftentimes when I'm starting a new medication, I might say, I'm not sure how this will cost you with your insurance. If that's the concern, please let me know. I'll look into alternatives. Um, but there are also coupon programs for some of the patients if they're eligible. Um, sometimes there are patient assistance programs. So we do try to, first of all, prescribe things that are not costly, that still are effective. But then if there is a medication that is expensive, we try to find the one that fits best in their budget. And, you know, I, as a provider, I can't dictate how somebody else spends their money. So I do try to keep that in mind because that is extremely important, especially to our fixed income seniors. You know, Dr. Perry, we live in a world in which everybody thinks that newer is better, but some of the older medications have proven themselves to be effective over the years. Do you go for the new whiz-bang or do you look back in time at some of the other meds when you are prescribing? You make a, you ask a very valid question, Ron, and my general approach to prescribing medicines is one, number one, I do what's in the best interest of your body. Number two, I try to do what's in the best interest of your pocketbook and or wallet. And a lot of times I can make that coincide. So even if the new bang happens to be in the best interest of your um, body, but not in the best interest of your pocketbook, like Tara alluded to earlier, there are plenty of patient programs, assistant programs that can help. Uh, make that drug more affordable for you. I have a, uh, speaking for a friend uh, who has pulmonary hypertension and is on a drug uh, called Adempus made by Bayer, uh, which runs almost $2,000 a month. Nobody can afford that. 
No. And so Bear has a foundation. If you qualify, that'll pay for the meds. Yes. And so that's where having a good relationship with your provider comes into play. Because I always tell patients, I said, you know, like Tara said, I can't dictate what you do with your money. And I don't know what your budget is. So please let me know even if $5 is too much. And then we're going to go from there. All right. Hold that thought. We're going to come back to the both of you. I'm Ron Aaron. You're listening to Docs in a Pod. Our, our special guest today, Tara Calise, who is a nurse practitioner, and our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry. Thanks for joining us on Docs in a Pod. We want to wish a warm welcome to the newest Texas clinics to join the growing WellMed family. WellMed at North Memorial in Humble, Texas, and WellMed at Greenspoint in Houston. Dr. Asha Samuel serves patients at WellMed North Memorial, and Dr. Jeffrey Kelly serves patients at WellMed at Greenspoint. These clinics join WellMed's network of more than 16,000 doctor's offices in Texas and Florida. We are so pleased you are sticking with us right here on Docs in a Pod, talking about a very important topic today, and that is medication as a patient, as a caregiver, as a loved one, as a spouse, as a relative. How do you know someone is taking the medication they've been prescribed, (laughs) and how do you keep them compliant? We're talking with uh, Tara Calise, who is a nurse practitioner, Land Lakes, Florida is where you find her, and Dr. Tamika Perry, our co-host. So, Tara, how do you keep patients compliant? Well, I think one of the first things, and it, it seems kind of simple, but, you know, starting every visit with, do you have any barriers to taking your medications? Sometimes people won't bring up things unless you ask them about it. So um, getting their list at every visit and then asking a very pointed question, are you having any problems taking your medications. Um, And then then you can actually address those. But I usually try to keep things very simple for patients. And this might be as simple as instead of prescribing a medication to be taken twice a day, you choose a form that is only taken once a day. Or you can do a different form of a medication that maybe is given once a week versus every day. Um, And then just addressing those barriers. Sometimes people are confused about, you know, what they actually should be taking. So a pill organizer might be a good idea, trying to associate taking their medications with something they do anyway, like, well, take it when you wake up and brush your teeth or take it at bedtime or with meals instead of you know, whenever you think of it during the day. You know, you uh, mentioned a pill organizer. Uh, United Healthcare sent me one of those. I guess they send it to all their patients. And, and frankly, it looked to be more work and trouble than it was worth uh, to sort all those pills into this box uh, seven days a week and to do that every week. Uh, is there a simpler way to do it? Just dump them all into some chute and it sends you the right pill? Actually, that's a, that's a good question. And for some of our patients, we can actually find pharmacies that can prepackage all their pills in little packs where it would say, take this pack at 
eight in the morning, this pack and eight at night. Um, that may that might not be good for every single patient, but for people that have a very complicated medication list, that's a really good idea. Um, I also think that, you know, for some of our elderly folks that maybe don't manage their own medications, we can get family members to help out. We can have family members maybe look at the medications and put together a system that can organize it best for that specific person. Now you're talking about compliance and Dr. Perry, yeah. uh, some medications and, and uh, uh, Tara mentioned this, uh, you may take it two or three times yes. a day and a patient says, well, Hell, I'll just take them all at once. What do I need to spread them out for? Well, this is where, once again, you guys might not realize this, but I, I like to talk. So I uh, <laughs> I talk to my patients, especially when I'm prescribing something new for an, a, an extremely long period of time. And we talk about how medicines work. Like this is a four-hour medicine. So if you take all three of these at one time, you're going to get three times the dose and it only lasts four hours. So the odds of side effects are, are high of happening. And then we also talk about the side effects in general. So patients know what to expect, which side effects you need to report to me immediately, which ones are happening, because that's part of the mechanism of how the drug works. And when you sit down and explain this to people in real life terms, I find that compliance is a lot higher. And speaking of the shoot you were just talking of, not a bad thought process, Ron. Gotta love technology because one of one of my friends had a mom who had some cognitive issues, so forgetting to take her medicines and when, and she went on Amazon, bought the coolest device where she loads her mom's medicines once a month, sends an email to her doctor or whoever you want it to when she's getting low. It buzzes when you're supposed to take your medicine. So her mom in the last month was like, I got this down because the machine does all the work for her. What is that machine? It's called a hero dispenser. Well, I've seen it advertised. Mm -hmm. yeah, and, and it's it super cool. And it works. It was super cool. Yeah, I, I watched her load it. I saw the buzzer go off. I'm like, this is the coolest ever. Maybe we should tell United Healthcare to mail those to patients. Uh, how, <laughs> how does it know what pill goes where? So, so it, it's like a little round, um, almost like a lazy Susan and you put the medicine, you load the medicines in there and you type in the name of the medicine how many times a day you're supposed to take it. And it sets the schedule for you. Wow. Mm -hmm. And it was super cool. Yeah. My friend found a program online uh, where it reminds you when to take the meds after you put the data in uh, mm -hmm. and it gives you an alert on your smartphone. There's an app for everything. And, uh, there is an app for everything. When we think of all the meds that people are taking, Tara, uh, and, and all of the different, uh, I guess, complexities that as we age, many of us encounter. Uh, are, are there meds we're taking that uh, at some point your doctor can say, hey, you don't need this anymore. Your nurse practitioner says, you know, we can transition you off of this. I, I think that is something that certainly can be discussed with our patients. Um, sometimes there are medications that can be discontinued. Um, if somebody's blood pressure starts improving or they lose a considerable amount of weight, then we might be able to discontinue a medication. If somebody's diabetes, for example, starts to become better regulated with diet changes, we can also adjust those medications, maybe stopping it. I like to try to simplify things as much as possible for my patients because simplicity 
will help with compliance for sure. So I don't think it's a bad idea if patients want to bring up the topic of stopping medication. And sometimes I just have to be frank with patients and I say, look, this is something that you just have to stay on forever. This is not going to improve. This is managing your health condition. And I think once people understand that and they understand the rationale behind why they need to stick with it, they will they will stick with it. And it, it helps to hear. And if you don't take it, you will die. <laughs> well, sometimes we have to be, you know, very upfront with patients if they say, you know what, I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to take this. And you do have to tell them, well, these are the consequences. Right not taking it. And another thing I like to bring up with my patients, some medications, you may not feel any difference being on it, but it's an investment in your future health. If you can prevent a stroke or heart attack down the line, that is going to change their future quality of life. And that, that might be, you know, something that a young, healthy person may not quite understand, but when they're 85 years old and they're disabled, it's going to be a big concern to them. So I like to try to, you know, bring it into the future so that we can make an investment in their health. Now, Dr. Perry, I know patients come to you and, and, mm-hmm. and come to uh, Tara as well with suggestions for a med they'd like to take. And I want to take advantage, uh, Dr. Perry, of your background in obesity. Uh, the hot med across this country, I read everywhere, is Ozempic or spinoffs of Ozempic designed for people with diabetes, but it turns out it can help people lose weight. And so a patient comes to you and says, man, I read this in the New York Times. I want to take it. Well, so there's a couple of things with that, you know, back to the conversation when we talk about the side effects and the main effects of medicine. Sometimes the side effect of medicine becomes the main effect when it's marketed for a different purpose, right? So, so um, Ozempic, Manjuro, Victoza, that class of medicine uh, does a great job of helping to control your A1C, but it also controls your appetite and you have the side effect of weight loss. So it can, it, it has been remarketed um, under various other names for weight loss medications. Now, those medications also are not without side effects. So if you fall into certain categories, like even a history of pancreatitis or certain types of thyroid cancers, they're not indicated for you. And this goes back to having a great relationship with Tara, with myself, with whoever your provider is. So you can have these open-ended conversations to say, is this for or not for you? And, and for people who decide uh, to take it uh, and their provider prescribes it, uh, ha- have those drugs been effective in weight loss? If you curb your diet, if you eat less, fewer calories, you're going to lose weight. Actually, Ron, they've been very effective in weight loss, to be honest. Yes, they have. Yeah, very effective. And, and for patients who ask for it, uh, although it's uh, a-, a recommendation off-label, as the FDA would say, uh, is it still efficacious to prescribe it? Uh, we, we, that's what's called the practice of medicine. So within reason, we have the ability to say it, this is the FDA might not have proved it, but the studies prove that this is in the patient's advantage. So Tara and I, Tara and I have this kind of an autonomy to do what's in the best interest of the patient. And that's what, what one would hope your PCP always does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, wrong. Now, Tara, we got a, uh, about two minutes left before we jump out of here. 
Uh, anything we've left out as we talk about patients and medication and adherence to taking it? I think one of the important things is if, if we do start a new medication, um, we should always have a very specific follow-up with the patient schedule, whether that's an, an appointment where they're coming back in the office, a phone call, something that allows them to ask questions, we can ask them questions, because once again, people are not going to stay on something new if, if they don't feel the effects. So we need to monitor what's going on with the new medication. And, and one of the, go ahead. I was going to say a lot of times people need that positive feedback. Look at your blood pressure. It's improving. That is, you know, that is exactly what we're looking for. Oh, you haven't felt the effects yet. Well, this is something you're not going to feel for another couple of weeks or, you know, it's not working quite all the way. We need to adjust the dosing or, you know, what about this side effect? Are you noticing it? Um, and I think that goes back to having that relationship where the lines of communication are open. Yeah, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Docs in a Pod. You're always a great informative guest, and we appreciate you being here. For Dr. Tamika Perry and our special guest, Tara Kalise, thank you for joining us today on Docs in a Pod. Executive producers for Docs in a Pod are Dan Calderon and Leah Madrano. Our producer is Isaac Wilker, and associate producers are Natalie Ibarra and Maurice Hudson. Thank you for listening to Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And be sure and tune in next week for another edition of Docs in a Pod with Dr. Tamika Perry and Ron Aaron.